Oh, hey, my honeys. Welcome back to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we're going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. It's your host, Mickey. I'm here. It's Pisces season. I am hype. <laughs> I am leveling up. I Yes, I am a Pisces. Um, I know most people hate Pisces, <laughs> particularly Pisces men, but like that's fair because men, right? Uh, but I love this time of year. You know, we're at the end of the Zodiac cycle. It's just a dreamy, magical time. It's a good time for casting spells. It's a good time for magic. I love it. I'm biased, obviously, as a Pisces, but I do love it. I hope Pisces season has been treating you really well so far. We're just barely into it. Um, But speaking of, (laughs) if you are having a rough go of it, it could be uh, the full supermoon that has hit us literally today. Um, She has come for all of us. She's not playing. She is on like a full on shenanigan today and for the next few days, I'm sure. So if you've been feeling very tired, if you've been feeling lethargic, you know, that's the moon. I know for some people like a full moon, a super full moon, the moon is in Virgo, by the way, that really energizes them. You know, they're really on their A game and and getting shit done. That is not me. I actually woke up. (laughs) I woke like up six or seven times a day. You know what I mean? When you just keep falling asleep, waking back up, uh, you know, getting a little bit of stuff done and then going back to sleep, eating three breakfasts, going back to sleep, that thing. And I was like, man, I am so tired. What is going on with me? Is there a full moon? (laughs) One thing you have to know about being a bad witch is that you never know what's happening ahead of time. You just feel it into witching, you know, and then you check and you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. (laughs) So it's never... (laughs) Even though I am, I am going to give you like a a heads up in a little bit. Um, It's never a situation of, hey, this is coming. Let me prepare. It's a situation of, oh, this is why everything's going wrong. Now I know how to deal with it. So yes, we have a full, a super full moon in Virgo. (sighs) Let's talk about her. She is trying it. So every week when I'm about to do Bad Witch, I... Get a, okay, I already told you, I get nervous now because there's so many more of you here than I was ever expecting. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for telling your friends. Like, I just can't believe this is a thing. I am so, it just makes my heart grow three sizes like the Grinch that I am. I'm so excited. Like, this has been such a blessing to me. And I hope that I'm just like paying it forward to you. Okay, I'm going to stop with the gushy stuff. But Every week I do get a little anxiety. I we've talked about it, right? I'm a little anxious. Can you tell from the fact that I speak uh, so quickly that I do tend to have like an anxious, nervous personality? Yes, I do get a little anxious every week. But what topic we're going to hit? What are we going to talk about? Um, and especially after the love uh, episode last week, because it just exceeded my expectations so much, not just in like people taking it in and engaging with it, but with how it even was delivered, like how, how it came, it turned out because I knew in my head what I wanted it to be obviously, but it really turned out perfectly. It, it was better than what I was expecting, you know, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, no, <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but you know, I, I'm very proud of that episode. It was definitely a labor of love for me. And So after coming off of such a good episode, I do feel a little nervous about what's going to come up the next week. So, you know, I do have a list of topics I want to cover. 
And I'm always kind of just poking around. Like, I definitely want to focus on what's relevant for the time period. Like, you know, we're in a super full moon, literally, as I speak. It's it's upon us. Um, but, yeah, so I was, I was, again, feeling a little nervous. Let me mention it 26 times. But I do have a really good topic this week. But, you know, all of a sudden, the universe provided. It gave me, hey, there's this full moon. It gave me Pisces season. It gave me Mercury is going retrograde. There's all these things we can talk about now. So it's just it's just wonderful how like the universe will provide for you if you kind of open yourself up to receive. You know, we've talked about this. You have to be open to receiving. That's if you take down those blockades, that's when things are going to come to you, whether it be money, whether it be time, whether it be ideas, in my case, ideas, whether it be new relationships. It's, it's the opening of... <clears throat> Opening yourself to receiving, that really does such a benefit for you. So the full moon, (laughs) let's start with her, like I said. Um, Oh, and the topic this week, I'll I'll just tell you now, and I'm sure you've seen it um, in the description, but we're going to talk about cord cutting because we did do a love episode last week and I uh, may or may not have advised you to break up with your boyfriend, (laughs) which of course you didn't have to if you didn't need to. But, you know, we talked about being with the wrong person and the right person and removing a placeholder. And, you know, that being single can be rad. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's kind of the best periods you're going to go through because it's about you. You get to be selfish. You get to grow. Listen, I'm an advocate for singlehood. I think it's amazing. I think the society just tricks us into not thinking it's all that. But it is all that. It's all that. What? I am stuck in 1995 (laughs) permanently. Literally, I have a like high side ponytail, Jojo Siwa style right now. I look like Skipper, Barbie's little sister. I don't know what has possessed me this week. It's the full moon. I do know. All right, back to our girl. So I had uh, my mind made up. My mind made up. We're going to talk about cord cutting this week. Awesome. Let's talk about severing those ties to people, relationships, toxicity, all that stuff. But um, so I am... <laughs> a pop culture girl. I'm a pop culture queen, if you would say. I love a real housewife. You know that. I've talked about Sonia Morgan. I've talked about Bethany, I think. I'm a Roni stan. Um, so I'm just, you know, to do, do, tip tapping, taking some notes on my phone for this week's episode. And not only did I see that um, Lady Gaga has called off her engagement to, I believe his name is Christian Carino. Let me look that up real quick. Far be it from me to get the wrong names. Yes, Christian Carino. So not only has that happened, but allegedly, I can't, I can't even say it. Okay, allegedly, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thomas Thompson, Thompson, yeah, have broken up because Tristan allegedly got with Jordan Woods, who is Kylie Jenner's best friend. I, the sound that left my body when I heard this news, I screamed. I still am trying to process it. I'm in these wonderful, um, and even though we talk about celebrity gossip, these wonderful groups on Facebook where I've made so many friends, I think I've kind of referenced them before. Um, that's where I met my friend Danielle, who was one who really got me into podcasting and has been my godmother guardian angel when it comes to all this. Um, we've just been talking about it for the past hour and I, not for this situation because anytime a relationship ends, especially when there's a baby involved, you know, if it's the engagement or, or Chloe and Tristan who were in a relationship and have a child. Like, that's that's not good. That's sad if the two people... Mm, let, me, let me walk that back. 
it is it is sad when a relationship ends because of the feelings involved. It is not necessarily bad when a relationship ends if there is infidelity, if there is abuse, if there is just a general mistreatment, if the people just aren't right for each other. Like the overall what's going to the the outcome of the breakup is not what's sad. It's like the person going through the breakup, which is sad. So let me say that. But all that to say, this full moon is not playing. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about full moons a little bit. And I I do want to have a whole episode just about moon cycles. And I want to talk about, you know, how our bodies sync up to the moon, how we have physical uh, impact. The moon will impact us physically, emotionally, spiritually. I want to do a whole episode because she deserves it. The moon is truly that bitch and she deserves to have her own episode. I already know what stone we're going to do. I didn't forget. We're going to have a stone this week. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I, I the full moon. Listen, if you're one of those people that gets energized by the full moon, like honestly, good for you. But I'm bitter <laughs> because it's not me. The This moon... Okay, so all moons have different characteristics depending on what sign they're in. I, I'm not an astrologist. I know a lot about being a Pisces because I'm a Pisces. I read my horoscope. I share horoscopes from like reliable sources. I love refinery 29s and, um, broadly vice. I think I've, I've said that before, but those are the two every, uh, Sunday I get on, I see what's going on that week. I hunker down. I say my prayers and I prepare for the worst or the best, whatever. Um, but yeah, a full moon. So I'm not an astrologist. So I can't sit here and say like, oh, these are the exact degrees they're in. This is how it's going to affect every single sign. And we're talking sun signs and there's moon signs and there's ascending signs. Don't worry. We're going to do a whole series and all that. It is coming up. I'm going to try to do it in like a really special fun way, which is why I'm pushing it back a little bit. But I know everyone wants to talk about their own sign. Like we're all so full of ourselves. We just want to know about how we're affected and what our sign is and like the things that about us that it makes special or the things about it that makes us special. You know what I'm trying to say? So I am not that I, I cannot read a birth chart. I openly admit it. I barely understand mine. Uh, there's, there's words in there. I don't, I don't even know what they mean to be perfectly honest. So while I cannot sit here and like give you a mathematical breakdown of what's going on with the moon and what's going on with like each individual sign and astrology as a whole and all the cosmos, all these expansive things. I can tell you about how it affects us. I can't, is it effect or affect? Affects us. Effects us. We're not, listen, we're not even going to go down that road. (laughs) We don't have time for this. We have so much to talk about. So I can't tell you about what the moon does to us. Generally, I can tell you about the effect it has. Damn it. I guess that's just the word I'm going to go with. It has on us. So uh, this full moon, a full moon, will give you definite upheavals. Full moons love to bring things up to the surface and to make you face them. They love to bring up perspective and how you need to view things maybe in a different way. They love to point out and bring up imbalances to force you into balancing them. It's the work is going to get done and the moon's going to make you do it. She don't care. <laughs> and you know, I don't want to sound like I'm bad mouthing the moon. I love her. We are very closely connected as a Pisces. I'm very connected to the moon. I 
I have so much reverence for the moon. That's my girl. That's my home girl. But it is, she's kind of your tough love friend. She, as I am, maybe that's why I'm so connected to her, but she's going to tell you to get your shit together. She's going to force you to do it. She's going to make sure that, you know, you're not out here acting foolish, <laughs> which I think we all are most of the time. So while our beautiful super full moon, so not just even a full moon, a super full moon, like so close to the earth, it's appearing that way. It's so bright. There's so much energy and power coming off of it. So along with like perspective shifts and imbalances and balancing and along with just kicking shit up, you're also in a heightened state. So your emotions are heightened and your characteristics are heightened, good and bad. So if you happen to be like me, a Pisces, and listen, I'm a triple water sign. I've shared that with you before. I'm a Pisces, sun, cancer, moon, Scorpio ascendant. I'm a crybaby. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't mean to be like, I actually am one of those people that's very uncomfortable with crying. I hate crying. I, I don't want to be around a crying person. And oh gosh, that sounds terrible. Um, what I mean by that is I don't want to be around a crying person. (laughs) I mean what I'm saying. Um, but it's not because I don't want to be there for them and take care of them and support them. It's just, I just can't handle like the visceral action of crying, but I'm a crybaby. I will cry at a commercial. The other night I cried for like 45 minutes because I thought about my dog eventually being sick one day and being old, like in five years. I cried for 40 into her fur. Like I held her and cried into her fur for 45 minutes because I was so upset at this thought of this thing in the the distant future. Um, Yes, I told you before, my dog and I have a codependent relationship. But yeah, so I'm a crybaby. That is something that Pisces are kind of known for. We're so sensitive. And we've talked about this before, but sensitivity is definitely in the sense of uh, emotional, crying, feeling things very deeply, being easy to be hurt, especially from criticism. That is a big thing with Pisces, right? But it's also sensitive in the sensitive, (laughs) sensitive in being um, an empath and feeling other people's emotions, reading situations. So, you know, when we say sensitivity, this is just a side note. I always want to be a little careful with how we say it because I feel like saying, oh, that person's sensitive has like a negative connotation, especially when we're dealing with um, men. Uh, cis men, especially uh, hetero cis men, especially toxic masculinity, masculinity. We're not (laughs) like masculine, like Gladys. No toxic masculinity. They're not supposed to be sensitive. They're not supposed to feel their feelings. And like, why isn't it so abnormal that as a society we teach people that. And so I, I kind of pointed out both ways to strip away that, that negative connotation with it. Like sensitivity is an amazing thing to have. Crying is not a bad thing. I'm personally uncomfortable with crying, but I'm, I'm weird. Like we've talked about this. I put tiger stones on my tongue because I like how smooth they are. Like I'm a strange person, but yeah. So in, in accordance to the full moon, um, if you find that you are a sensitive person like me and you are crying more, you are feeling things more, uh, you just, okay, listen, I know I told you last week, break up with your boyfriend, <laughs> but if you do feel an irrational urge to break up with a significant other to quit a job, let the full moon pass. Because again, everything is heightened. There is upheaval there. It's just bringing things to the surface and you got to deal with them whether you want to or not. So that's what we're dealing with right now. Like when I opened my Twitter 
And I saw this, this Kardashian story. I was just like, what? The full moon is not playing with us. Like everyone hunkered down. Gird your loins. What is going on? It's just upheaval. There's a lot of craziness in the world anyway. So I know you won't technically. Um, yeah, I've been trying to really stick to uploading this on Wednesdays so we can have Bad Witch Wednesdays, you know? And not uploading on Tuesday just because I get really excited and I want everyone to hear it. <laughs> but we will still be in this period tomorrow when hopefully you do listen, you know, when it drops. So yeah, it's it's a thing of always, uh, you know, take care, be aware, do your meditation, burn some sage, burn some salo, some salo panto. What, what am I doing with my life? Burn some Palo Santo. Get your um, get your stones out. Get your selenite. Cleanse out everything. Pass it over yourself. That was our very first stone week one. So I hope you wouldn't got some by episode six. I know we're six weeks into this. Um, because the full moon... Moon? <laughs> what is my accent? The full moon is here to stir it up. She's, um, as Sonia Morgan would say, she's... No. Is that what Sonia... She's the straw that stirs the drink. Someone said that on Roni and that's good enough for me. So yeah, she's here to get it going. She's here to get it live. She's up to her normal shenanigans. And you know, just take care of yourself. This is, this is me telling you, even though I should have told you earlier last week that this was coming, but I didn't look it up because that's who I am as a bad witch to, uh, you know, be careful with yourself, be gentle with yourselves, give yourself a little extra space to feel what you are feeling, to go through what you're going through everything's going to be fine until March 5th. Okay. Part two. <laughs> so I'm tip tapping on uh, Google the other night and I was like, you know, this year has been okay. It hasn't been too crazy. You know, I haven't felt just like the, the insanity of like 2016, 17, especially. I feel like, you know, it, we've been in a little bit of a calmer period, which made the little hairs on my neck stand up a little bit. Cause I was like, I feel like there's a mercury and retrograde lurking around the corner. Like it's, it, it hasn't been here in a while. I know it's coming. Lo and behold, it gets here March 5th, which <laughs> I know you've heard me talk about going to Europe. I will be landing in Europe on March 5th. I, I bad witch. I'm a terrible witch. I didn't look it up when I was making these travel plans. Literally, nine months ago. And you can look it up for like a decade ahead. Ay, ay, ay. So Mercury retrograde, this, instead of saying like, this is where we are right now, this is where we're going. Um, Mercury retrograde is going to get its, its own episode. It deserves its own episode. It's one of those things like, um, you know, having a piece of rose quartz where even people that aren't into the witch lifestyle that aren't into witchery, don't consider themselves witch, don't care about magic. They uh, still know about Mercury going into retrograde. That is a universal, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so I, I'm not going to talk about it full out right now. I just want to warn you, it is coming March 5th to March 28th. It always lasts a hot three weeks, <laughs> a hot mess three weeks, if you will. It is on the horizon and there also is a shadow period. So I may actually do that next week as a full episode, but just to prepare, you know, um, uh, let me not say that. Let me save that for the episode, but I just do want to say this, even though I am warning you, this is just a warning again to get your ducks in a row, make sure everything's copacetic. 
I don't want to scare you. I know people hear Mercury retrogrades coming in. They're like, oh no, why again? Isn't it always Mercury and retrograde? Um, it's not to scare you. It's, it's not a scary time period. Life has to go on regardless of full moons and Mercury going retrograde and whatever astrological season we're in. The, the universe and the cosmos and magic around us does not run us. It does not control us. It's just a factor in our life. Just like any other thing that we can't necessarily control. You deal with it, you cope with it, you survive it. So we'll all be fine. This is just to say, mark your calendars. It's coming for us. Uh, Mercury retro, uh, sorry. Mercury retrograde, by the by, is a colloquialism kind of to me. Technically, you are supposed to say Mercury is in retrograde or Mercury is going to go retrograde. Mercury has gone retrograde. Could you imagine if I could actually speak and not trip over my own tongue the entire time I'm doing this podcast? I swear I don't talk. I don't like have these many problems when I'm just having a conversation, but I'm also not this like excited to be here when I'm just having a conversation. Uh, and also I'm, I'm a texter, not a phone caller. So maybe I just only talk to you once a week and don't ever talk to anyone else. That sounds right. Okay. So yes, Mercury retrograde. It's fine to say that. It should, this is just a little side note because I know some people are like, oh, it's Mercury and retrograde. Like you can say whatever you want. We all know what you're talking about. Um, but to say Mercury is going to go retrograde, it is in retrograde. That is a nod to the actual retrograde, meaning that the planet is appearing to travel backwards instead of its normal forward trajectory, which is why that backwards motion, the appearance of that backwards motion makes us think, Oh, everything's just turned upside down now. Mercury deals with communication, with travel, uh, signing contracts, moving, starting a new job, so much stuff. So yes, we're definitely going to do a full episode. I think we may actually just go ahead and do that next week. So we're super prepared for it. So yes, full, super, super full moon. Mercury's going retrograde. Upheavals are happening, especially with relationships. Take a good look at your relationship soon. I know we're coming off of those. Uh, I was going to say vitamin D. What? Those Valentine's Day vibes. We're coming off of that energy. We're going right into this Virgo moon that is making us look at imbalances in our lives, particularly in romantic relationships. And now we're going into a Mercury retrograde where even if you figure out that you are with the right person or aren't with the right person, you're probably just going to fight with (laughs) anyone and everyone anyway, because communication has gone upside down. But we are in this wonderful Pisces season, this season of magic and of like dreaminess and of it's just a wonderful time. Hey, I'm listen, if a Pisces has ever done you wrong, if we've ever annoyed you, I know we have. We're annoying. <laughs> we are. If a Pisces man has ever been a fickle fish to you, I just want to say on behalf of all Pisces, I am sorry. Please give us another shot. Please. If you like and love and listen to this podcast, let me be an example of a Pisces that you can get down with. I'll be your Pisces friend. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some good Pisces PR out there. I know. And trust me, when we get to like our signs breakdown, cause I'm going to do one per week. Um, there are, there are some signs I don't like. Everyone has a sign they don't like. I, I don't want to say mine. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I'll ever, sh- hmm. Maybe I will share the ones I don't like, but also within that episode, like highlight the good in them and how I've kind of come around. But yeah, there's definitely signs I don't like. You know, some people just, let me not say that. 
not drag any signs. We're about, listen, it's Pisces season. We're all about that harmonious, loving, deep Pisces energy. All good vibes from here on out. But then when Aries season hits, it's all over. Because <laughs> Aries is going to like stir up some fire in me. Maybe. We'll see. All right, loves. So those are the three things I wanted to cover at the top that just kind of came tumbling all out today when I was so nervous about, oh, is this episode going to be good enough? Are we going to have enough to talk about? Are you going to be interested? Like, can I, can I give you something that I was as into as the love episode? And I, I, I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling this week. I'm, I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy you're here. All right. Stone of the week. Crystal of the week mineral of the week. I'm still not exactly sure what they're called. <laughs> I guess crystals. Let's say crystal of the week from now on. Um, fast forward to next week when I definitely, I'm not calling it that again. I'm going to say, I'm going to go through the same pattern I go through every week. So since we're talking about cud cord, oh my gosh, I keep recording this and I keep saying it wrong. Cord cutting this week and the healing that comes from that process, our stone Crystal, I literally just forgot to do it again. Our crystal this week is amethyst. It's my favorite. It's your favorite. I know I say every week that each stone is my favorite, but I do have a special place in my heart for all of them. Um, this is also a perfect stone for, okay, we're going to call it stone of the week because I literally, I'm literally just going to keep calling it that. Um, this is a perfect stone for Pisces season because it is aligned with Pisces, that purple, it's, you know, it's, it's ocean. I don't want to say dreamy 800 times in this episode. We get it. Pisces are dreamy. Like, got it. We're not mad. We're imaginative and creative. Okay. I'm going to keep bringing it up, but that purple, it, it makes you feel like it's from the ocean. It's like the water at twilight. It is a stone that's connected with our sign. So yeah, it's a great stone to have for Pisces season. Um, if you are a Pisces, you are Pisces or you aren't, of course, you should always have a piece of amethyst. It is, again, another high vibration stone. It is a heavy hitter. It's one of our favorites. Um, but especially if you are a Pisces, you should have an amethyst in your collection on your altar. <clears throat> I'm trying with allergies, y'all. I'm sorry. It's just, it's raining right now. And every time I think I'm going to get a hold of them. No, I'm just not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to keep them down to a shout. I'm trying to um, at least edit all my sneezes out. But yes, amethyst. It is a beautiful, lush, purple stone. I My history with amethyst, um, much like a tiger's eye kid, I feel like all magical kids are kind of pulled towards amethyst as well. And it definitely is in your, like, which 101 kit? That is your crystal kit that you start with. A rose quartz, a selenite, a clear crystal quartz, usually a tiger's eye, and amethyst, and like usually a pyrite, for some reason people always have fool's gold, I think it's something that kids just like pick up, because it's shiny, and you hear fool's gold, and you think it's like, oh, it's valuable, but yeah, that's, I mean, even for adults, that's usually like your little starter kit that, that you are drawn to, or that someone's going to kind of point you in that direction, which is what I'm doing, so amethyst is just gorgeous, that purple, oh, it just knocks you out, especially, I prefer, most stones I prefer in their polished, smooth form. <clears throat> Once again, I like to put them on my tongue. It's just a connection, grounded thing. Let's not talk about it too much. Um, but with an amethyst, I adore when it's a cut open geode. And, and technically, amethyst is a quartz. So that's why it has that really rocky, obviously, 
um, rocky, sharp texture to it. You know, it, it truly looks like a, when you think of a crystal, that's what you think of. It's crystallized. And I love that. I love that, that, that kind of rough, sharp finish to it. So every other stone in my collection or on my altar for my rituals, whatever you want to call it, um, I have the smooth polish form amethyst. I keep in that geode form. I just adore it. I just love rubbing my fingers over it. It just is so charged with healing. And one thing that amethyst is especially good for with healing, because there's a lot of healing stones. Listen, all stones, crystals, whatever, they all have their own properties, but a lot of these properties are, are similar to others. Like, and you kind of just have to find the one that is the right fit for you. Pause. I want to talk about that for a second. I don't think I've ever explained how to identify the stone for you. Cause let's say you go to the witch store, you, they have a cute little pottery bowl full of moonstones and you want to pick one out. Okay. So first things first, people have come in and touched these stones, right? So there's already kind of energy lingering over them. I do know some of some stores that they cleanse them out every day, but they're not going to take every single stone and wave Palo Santo over it or bless it with, um, you know, Florida water. Like that's just not going to happen. So be aware that there's other people's energies and that's fine. And when you get home, you just clean them yourself, sage, Palo Santo, selenite, all good. Crystal clear water under the moon. You just have to cleanse those bad boys out. The way that I determine what stone is the one that is like, Hey girl, we're coming home with you. Let's do this. I put it in the palm of my left hand. I don't know if it necessarily makes a difference. I just always favor my left hand for this. I put it in the palm of my left hand. And if I feel the energy from that stone go up my arm and into my heart, into that chakra, and I feel just a pure energy coming up, that's the one for me. Um, I can't, I'm not going to say that's a universal thing. As you know, this is Bad Witch Podcast by Mickey, not all witch podcasts by everyone. So <laughs> I can't say that that will necessarily be your way of identifying it. But if you are looking for a way to identify it, that has been my try and true method. Palm of my hand right in the center, right where all of those, you know, palmistry lines meet up. And I just let its energy flow up into my heart. And when I feel it ping, it, it just, it feels like a sharp ping in my heart. That's why I know it's the right stone for me. And do I take 45 minutes standing at the crystal wall trying to pick all stones? Yeah, I do. But then I pay a bunch of money for things from the literal ground. So it's okay that I do that. It's fine. So again, amethyst is our stone this week. And, um, like many stones, it is a healing stone. And, but the thing I wanted, the, the reason I went to use amethyst this week, aside from that, it is one that I just think everyone should have, um, is because it specifically deals with stress. I don't know if I've mentioned, but like, I tend to get pretty stressed out. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, stress and anxiety is a common thing, even if you are not like clinically diagnosed and dealing with anxiety and depression, I think we all deal with that in some capacity, right? And stress, I, in the first episode, I talked about fear and how fear is one of the worst things that you can kind of let fester into your life and allow in because it just manifests so much more fear and it attracts such darkness. So stress kind of goes hand in hand with that. Um, stress gets in and it will ravage you. It will ravage your spirit. It will ravage your mind. It will ravage your body physically. Like I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to the doctor with a psychosomatic illness 
And then if I just take, you know, a day to calm the F down, <laughs> I'm better. But yeah, stress is a monster. And I know we, we always hear that, you know, on the news, like, oh, stress is a killer, honestly. Like they talk about how it affects your heart, heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, all of those things that, you know, of course you don't want to tangle with in the real physical world. But I mean, it's a monster internally too. It, it gets in your system, it gets in your mind, it gets into your spirit and it just settles in and then attracts more stress. Awful. And a lot of stress comes from either one's relationship or one's not being in a relationship. Like, let's just be totally honest, even though we know in a bigger sense that love and relationships and sex and all that stuff isn't necessarily supposed to be the most important part of your life that affects you the most. It affects a lot of people the most. You know, it just, it just does. And that's because of a lot of the pressure that we all deal with it with outside pressure, internal pressure, seeing other people have it, wanting it, feeling like you're not in the right situation, not being able to leave for whatever reason. Like it's stressful. I'm getting stressed talking about it right now. And I'm still like in a pretty damn jolly mood because, you know, we're doing this podcast right now and it's been such a time. So yeah, amethyst helps a lot with stress. And if you are leaving a relationship, if you are ready to start dating again, if you are actively dating, it's all stressful. And because it's a healer, it's going to kind of suck that stress away from you. Um, I know we've talked about the ritual. I think this is the third week we're going to talk about it, but I really do do it like at least once a week where you draw your salt bath and you line your tub with, you know, whatever crystal stone you have in mind. Amethyst is a great one. That is a great one to reduce anxiety, reduce stress, and to bring in a true healing. Whereas, let's say I was talking about doing it with rose quartz last week. That was more to bring love in, to deal with the love energy, to attract love, to make love better, to heal love. But amethyst is like an overall healing stone. So even though we're going to talk about it in relation to relationships, <laughs> um, it, it does more than that. You know, it's just, it's just a stress reliever. You know, why get one of those squishy ball things where it's creepy and the eyes pop out when you could just get a piece of nice amethyst. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, one more thing about amethyst, and this is just me personally, it was one of my favorite stones as a kid. And now I cannot hold on to it to save my life. I don't know what's going on, but as an adult, amethyst always leaves me. <laughs> it always leaves. I will go get more pieces. I pass them out to friends and family. I always think it's really important to have. And then it's gone, gone. I cannot tell you how many pieces have like gotten up and walked out of my life. So I'm, I'm still trying to investigate what that means exactly. Um, if you've had that kind of experience with any stone, please write to me, <clears throat> badwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know. I, it just doesn't want me right now. I don't know why. <laughs> it maybe it there are other stones I'm supposed to be focusing on, and I have to kind of break out of the habit of my same old, same old. But yeah, amethyst is not my girl right now. But you know what? In honor of Pisces season and Mercury going retrograde, and it's almost my birthday. I'm gonna go get a piece, and we'll see what happens. If hopefully no little goblin in my house comes and takes her. So yes, amethyst it heals, it reduces stress, it brings calm, it soothes sadness, all of those things, all of those things that we need probably on a day to day, but especially when we're talking about doing a cord cutting. So when you have any interaction with someone, it creates 
an invisible cord between you. I'm going to try to think of the best way to describe this because, you know, obviously we can't see this in a tangible way, but these things do exist. So in my head, for whatever reason, I always see this cord as a red cord. Um, I know a lot of people describe them as like white crystal diamond kind of cords. To me, it's red. I'm not sure power color. Maybe that's why. So you connect, you, these cords are created when you're in connection with someone, when there's a relationship there. So let's say, um, you dated someone for six months. There's a cord there. You, uh, your, your parents, you grew up with them, you know, or if you didn't either way, there, there's a cord there because of how you came about <clears throat> friendships. There are cords there jobs. There are cords there. There are connections all the time. It's kind of like, uh, what's that game? Am I making this up? I feel like there was a game when we were all little where you could take string on a board with like thumbtacks in it. Well, not thumbtacks, but like pegs and you could create shapes. Did I make that up? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, that is kind of how it is. Like there, there is this web of cords that you create through your lifetime and not just through your lifetime, but you know, through, through your soul's existence. So, you know, through past lives, you have these cords that connect all the way to here. And I personally have had to do the work when I've had when I've done um, ex-shockic readings where I've had to cut the cords to past lifetimes. Um, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but I had one done by my lovely friend Dawn and turns out your girl was a nun <laughs> in the past lifetime, which was affecting my dating life in this lifetime because uh, I had taken some pretty strong vows, apparently stronger than the vows all the normal nuns had taken, which is classic me. Of course, I would take the most extreme ones to prove something. Who knows? So yeah, I had to sever those cords to that past lifetime, to the vows I had made, to my life as a nun, to help my dating life, honestly, <laughs> because it was, it was real messed up. And you know, after I did that work, I met my boyfriend, which was great. But you know, even if you don't meet someone, it's, you still should go through the process of cutting cords because there's trauma that travels down those lines. There's pain that travels down those lines. There's, there's things that are leaving you questioning in this lifetime because it's, it's connected to another lifetime or it's connected to another person. Um, irrational fears are a big thing like that. Cut your, your cords. They just, you just gotta cut it. You, know? <laughs> you just gotta, um, it's like, the way I like to think of cord cutting is it's the cosmic way of unfollowing your ex on social media. If you break up with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whomever, you got to unfollow them. Listen to me right now. This, this is for your mental health and, and by, by proxy, your physical health and your emotional health and your spiritual health, because they all are tied to each other and connected. When you break up with someone, if you are broken up with, Whatever the situation may be, you have to unfollow them. It is not good for your spirit to see them. They ain't in your life anymore. And whatever the reason may be, the universe saw it fit to remove them. And that is what it is. And you have to remember, wrong person, let the right one in. Not the vampire from the movie, by the way. <laughs> but the right person, your soulmate, your love, the person that you deserve. We deserve good, don't we? You have to believe it by now. We've been saying it for six weeks. You deserve good. I deserve good. We deserve good. Listen to Butterfly Maiden. Listen to Kali. That was your homework last week. Remove those things. And and in 2019, 
we can, yes, tangibly do spells to cut cords. We can tangibly do spells to freeze people out. I'm going to talk about that a little bit at the end. But we can also cut the connection that we have in like the actual real world, not the metaphysical world, where you can unfriend someone, you can block them, do it for yourself. And I listen, I know I'm going on a tangent again. I know that a lot of people feel like, oh, well, if I stay friends with my ex on social media, then they'll see how well I'm doing. Honey, baby, sweetie, no, (laughs) because here's the thing. Even if they do see how well you're doing, do you want to be in that person's thoughts? Do you want them to feel like they have a chance to come back around? Let just let it go. You, you have to let something go really, truly, and totally to allow something even better in. That's how it works. We talked about this last week. You cannot have two things at once. You cannot have the placeholder and then the things that's meant to be in that place. Unfollow your ex, block them, block their friends if you have to, block their new person if you must. I mean, not if you must, you have to. I'm telling you, you have to. This is a tough mommy Pisces moment. Uh, even though I'm so sensitive and I cry when I have to do stuff like this. <laughs> I'm telling you, tell your friends to block them. Tell them they are not allowed to give you updates about that person. They, that's not you anymore. You have something better coming. I promise you have something better coming. So yes, in relation, this, this is what I'm saying. We're tied to our love episode last week. In relation to that, you have to cut those cords if you have made the decision that this is the wrong person for you or the wrong situation, or it's going to be lingering there and it's going to impede the next coming thing. And that's not what we want. You know, we have a, a finite amount of, of life on this earth and in this lifetime that we're all in right now, sharing together. And thankfully we're all sharing it together and we've come together and found each other, which is wonderful. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Please don't from me to you. We're going to, we're going to actually unfollow people and cut that cord where we can see them every day. And we're going to spiritually cut those cords. Okay. So yes, unfollow your ex block. Don't even unfollow block them. And you know what? It's not even a thing of like, you don't have to block someone because you hate them. You don't have to block someone because they've done you wrong. Now, listen, if you do hate them and they did you wrong, block them, block them. And then tell me their location. No, (laughs) we're not hexing our ex, right? But even if someone hasn't, you are allowed to say, hey, I'm going through this. I'm processing it. I'm dealing with dealing with it. And I don't need a temptation. So yes, you can block someone. I know to us, especially, you know, I'm in my thirties and we grew up with Facebook literally. I mean, well, not grew up in the sense that like little 12 year olds did, which that's a whole thing. The children's and their TikToks, like I can't even get started. But, you know, being an 18-year-old and getting Facebook for the first time when it was really just us, like, going to college and starting and being in college, you know, and, and really starting to date and have these adult relationships and figuring out the world for ourselves when we're out on our own or out of college or whatever the situation may be. Uh, to us, if you block someone, it means you hate them and you wish them ill. And that, No. First of all, it doesn't matter what the other person's perspective is on why you did what you did for you. You're allowed to do what you need to do for you as long as it doesn't like actually cause harm to someone else. Okay. So don't feel guilty about that. Secondly, whew, this has really turned into a tangent, <laughs> but it's important. It's important. And it goes with last week's episode. Secondly, even if that person does feel like you hate them so, and 
you're allowed to take care of yourself. That's it. The, the whole point of this is you're allowed to take care of yourself and do it by ever by whatever means you need to, but that doesn't harm other people. So unfollow, unfriend, block. If they send you, you know, a Venmo with a dollar in it to talk to you, you have to send the dollar back. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules, but you do have to send the dollar back and block them on Venmo. Just don't let anyone into your your orbit to steal your joy when you're trying to get back on track, basically. So <sighs> cutting cords is the metaphysical way of unfollowing your ex on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, all of those. There's more. Listen, your homework this week is to unfollow your ex. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. Meditate as always, of course, but I really, if, if whoever out there you know that thing on Twitter where it's like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but well, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know who needs to hear it exactly, but unfollow your ex. It's over. It's done. Move on. Allow yourself the grace to move on because once again, there's something better. It's coming, but it's not coming if you block it. It's not coming if you're worried about, you know, homeboy that you're with before. You got to cut it. So amethyst is our healing stone. It is our soothing stone. It reduces stress, anxiety, it brings calm, it brings healing. <laughs> I think I already said that 20 times. So um, so let's let's actually get into the cord cutting ritual or ceremony. So uh, I bring up the amethyst again because that's something that you want to have on hands. Get the smooth kind, get the rocky kind, get the crunchy kinds, <laughs> whatever. Uh, by the way, crunchy peanut butter is like miles better than smooth peanut butter. And I think like, I just also need to share that with you. You know, I'm starting to realize that maybe I just have like an oral issue as well as an auditory issue from the things I say in this podcast. Uh, yeah. So this podcast actually now is going to be a little bit of therapy, a little bit of advice, and then a little bit of magic. And we're going to put it all together in our cauldron and we're going to be bad witches and we're going to kill it, of course, as we always do every week, every day, every second that we're doing this. It's, it's just hard to talk about which things and not apply them to our real life. And that's what we have to do. Like we, we have to apply it to our real life because we're, we're real life people. We're not just living in coven land and getting to cast spells all day and, you know, make potions and just hang out with our brethren. Like, wouldn't that be nice? (sighs) Okay. I actually just had to take a break for a second. (laughs) Because my throat is killing me because I'm going so hard this episode. Um, But yeah, let's get to the actual uh, ritual. So, uh, you know, disclaimer as always, this is my ritual. You can always modify everything. You know, I did want to, I did want to uh, make this little comment about this podcast and about kind of just witchcraft in general. You, you don't have to do it my way. You don't have to do it the way you saw it on American Horror Story or on the craft, which is where I learned witchcraft. Sort of. Um, it, it's up to you. Like you have magic. You are magic. You you have cultivated magic for yourself or you have natural magic, whatever it may be. So that's why in this podcast, I'm I'm not so much going to be like step one, light your candle. Step two, say this spell. Step three, make sure you have three stones facing east. Like I'm not going to do it like that. I'm going to give you my variation of it. And it's your, it's your deal after that. You are a bad witch. And we all know that bad witch is just a way of saying bad bitch. So (laughs) that's who you are. You got this. I have faith in your magic. 
I'm encouraging you to have faith in your magic. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there because this isn't necessarily feedback I've gotten, but I, I don't want people to think that this podcast is about being instructional necessarily. Like I'm not teaching you how to do it. I'm encouraging you to do it. And especially as we are growing and kind of getting our legs and figure out what we're doing here exactly, you know, we're like a, we're like a show in our first season, like a TV show in our first season. And we're just seeing what characters work and what plot works and what the audience likes. So yeah, this is never going to be like a hard instructional. I will absolutely give you spells like I've been doing. I will give you rituals like I've been doing, but there is room to do it on your own. You know your magic better than I know your magic. You know your needs better than I know your needs. I mean, I'm pretty intuitive. I got some strong intuition, as we know. But I I can't tell you the perfect way to practice your magic. That's for you to figure out. But I can give you the baseline and the tools to practice your magic. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. And um, as always, you can reach out to me with questions. If you do want to talk to me personally about your journey, please. I love getting texts and DMs and Facebook messages and emails is the best thing ever. I do want to do a mailbag episode soon. So yeah, hit me up. The Bad Witch Podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to keep saying it until you email me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're finally going to get to this ritual. So let's talk about the the easiest way to do it. I don't want to say easiest necessarily because it is it is a mental exercise, but let's say the least complicated way to do it. It's visualization. So you got your handy, soothing, calming amethyst at your side. You have perhaps um, cleaned out your space with some sage. You might have some white candles burning because, you know, that's our good um, healing and purity candle. And so you're going to get into a comfortable position. I'm a big layer downer. Um, I love a lay down. <laughs> I love a sleep. I stand a nap. Like that's what my, that's what your girl is about. I I'm thinking about when I'm going to bed, you know, now I just, whew, God, I love sleep. I mean, even though I am the kind of person that has uh, intense psychic visions through dreams and never really get rest, I do love sleep. It's just fun. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna lay down. You don't have to lay down, sit up, um, lay on your tummy, uh, you know, lean against the wall if that's your fancy, get in a being bad chair, whatever you need to do. You close your eyes, you visualize the person or the situation, um, or the toxic entity even that you want to sever yourself from. And I know we're saying these words like sever, cut, like these are kind of severe words. I don't want you to think of it as a harsh action. Again, it's like unfollowing your ex on Facebook or whatever. It's not a harsh action. It is a necessary action to benefit yourself. And that's never coming from a bad place. You know, taking care of yourself is a good thing. We, we, we tend to, especially, um, as any, any kind of woman, you know, I, I don't want to say, you know, just cis women or straight women, any kind of woman, especially if you were seen as a woman by society or, you know, non-binary gender, non-conforming, we're supposed to feel guilty about putting ourselves first and taking care of ourselves. I'm like, what the hell is that? I don't think so. You're allowed to take care of yourself. And so even if we do have these connotations of like harshness and so, um, to quote, Ariana Grande, who I have recently emotionally and spiritually fallen out with, <laughs> but I hope to recover with her soon. That's a, that's a story for another episode. Um, she has a really, the, the one day she was at this thing, the paparazzi really giving her a hard time. And she was like, and what about it? 
that's, that's an energy. That's a mood, honestly. And what about it? If someone's telling you that you can't put yourself first, um, that's because they want you to put them first or something else that doesn't benefit you. So put yourself first. Absolutely. Sever. If you got to sever something, you got to do it. It's for you. It's for your benefit. It's for your health in every capacity. So yeah, we're going to close our eyes. I have my eyes closed right now. If you'd like to do it with me, we could practice it together. And let's visualize. Let's start with a toxic idea. Okay. So we don't have to start with like a person right now or uh, with a big, a big situation that's been weighing down on you. Let's just, let's start with the idea of anxiety, right? Or stress because we have our amethyst. Let's visualize the word stress. Do you see it? What does it look like for you? Take a second to look at it, to visualize it. How is it presenting itself? Is it presenting itself as a person? Is it presenting itself as an idea? Is it presenting itself as a concrete theme? Or is it a feeling? Is it a ball of color? Is it a ball of energy? Um, as I'm talking, for me, it is presenting itself kind of as this amorphous blob of like green goo <laughs> with sharp edges kind of. And I see my connection to it. I'm seeing my red cord, your cord. Um, may appear to be another color. Usually, like I said, it's a white, a, a diamond kind of color, um, a silvery color. And I am, uh, okay, there's two ways. Way one is you can take a sword or a scissor, a, a knife, a sharp object in your mind, and you can cut that cord yourself. Absolutely, you have the power to do that. No problem. I've talked about Archangel Michael before. That's my homie. I like to ask him to come in and help me with these kinds of things. And so I will like to ask him to use his sword to help me cut that cord. So I'm going to ask Archangel Michael, make yourself present. Please help me sever this cord to stress, to anxiety, and to fear. We visualize it happening. We see that the cord is severed. We walk over to it. We pick up both sides and look at it. And it's done. So that is literally the least complicated way to do it. You don't have to say those words that I said. You don't have to even bring Michael into it. That's my man's. So that's why I invoke um, both he and Gabriel a lot. And let me say, when you're doing a cord cutting, when you want to do it to a literal, tangible person, as opposed to a concept or an idea, it is going to function a little differently. Like I can cut my cord to stress but I can't totally eliminate stress from my life. You know what I mean? Like I'm always going to be stressed about something, but in cutting that in this moment and reinforcing that and doing it, you know, when I feel like it's getting at its worst, I am taking my power back and I'm taking some of its impact away from me. And that's all I can do. Like we are always functioning in this world and things are out of our control. We always talk about that. So it's about reclaiming your power. It's about taking care of yourself. And if I need to take a moment to visualize me cutting that hold, and, and that's a lot of it. It's like a hold that something has on you and you pulling yourself back and you, you declaring your independence from this thing and being like, hell no, you don't run me. Who runs the girls? I run the girls, right? You run the girls, <laughs> not anything else. Ugh, shifting. Sorry if the sound got a little weird. But yeah, so of course I will still have all these things in my life that I can't necessarily be in control of 
in every aspect, but I can control how I react to them and how I allow them in. I actually want to say that again, because yeah, it is about the hold kind of that something has over you and not necessarily even that the person is still there. So let's talk, let's go back to talking about relationships. Um, I mentioned this before, I think in the last week. Yeah. I talked about how there's just this one guy that I was, I don't know to this day. And I've kind of been still trying to wrap my head around it. He just affected me so much. It, It was just bananas how much this person affected me. I don't, I don't, the best guess that I can come up with is that we have had interaction in the past lifetime and we found our way back to each other and it didn't, you know, work out for whatever reason this lifetime, which is fine. I'm, it's not for any of us to force it, but some part of me was like, he had a hold over me. It's just, it was just the strangest thing. And some part of me could feel that cord between us. I guess like you can kind of identify with someone, you know, sometimes it is a created cord, but sometimes it's a cord that's followed you through. Like we've talked about, it comes through lifetimes. So I had to, uh, cord cut him. (laughs) And, you know, I, I'm not ever going to say his name, but, uh, I don't know if, if this podcast gets really big, I'm going to be in trouble because I think he's going to know who he is. And I think that, uh, Bill Skarsgård is definitely going to get a restraining order against me, but (laughs) you know, he shouldn't. Because I I only talk with, about Bill Skarsgård with the utmost respect and love. I think he's a wonderful actor and a very groovy dude and not too bad to look at. Anyway, okay, I'm going to s- stop talking about him every episode probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had to cord cut this other guy just because of the hold that was there. It, it wasn't – he wasn't holding on to me. I was allowing myself to be held by the situation and by that cord that was there. Does that make sense? So we talked about visualization, another tricky word for me, much like ritual. So the second way that you can do a cord cutting ritual is to get a tangible actual cord. That's going to represent the cord between you and the other person, between you and this concept, between you and this job, whatever it is. If you, um, let's talk about the job thing for a second. If you are in search of new work, but um, you are tied to the job you already are already with or one that you had just left. And especially if it was a negative situation, it was a negative environment. And, you know, those things like to just get on your skin, like little leeches and just suck the happiness and positivity out of you. Um, that can definitely affect your all of your movements going forward. So you may be, you know, the perfect candidate for a job. You're perfectly qualified. But if you have those energies lingering again, it's going to affect you. And it's going to affect your progress and it's going to affect what you're going to be able to attract to you and, and what you're going to be able to manifest. So that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons that cord cutting is so important because all of these, these cords that we've, <laughs> we've created with all of these people. I mean, I almost in my head, I'm visualizing now, like, or not visualizing, but I'm seeing like, uh, you know, in color versus travels, I think that's it. Um, and color, color, no, God, I'm about to embarrass myself. Uh, is he, is that the one where he's like a giant and he, no, he's not a giant. He's like a normal sized person, but he goes to the Lily, Lily Pushin, Lily Putin, Pushins, whatever. And they're tiny. I think, am I making this up? I have an English degree, by the way. Was this Jonathan Swift? Okay. I'm not going to go on a tangent. Um, but you know, they have kind of that iconic image of him being tied down by, by all of the people of that island that he lands on. I think this is right. 
that's kind of how I think of these cords. Like they're just tying you down almost. So you got to like shake them off and rise up. So, you know, if it is a job situation and you're, you're still having a connection, not necessarily to the old job, so you don't work there anymore, but to the experience you had there. Yeah. That's a creative core that you're going to have to sever. <sighs> I know we talk about all these topics and it's like, like I said, I'm so nervous. I'm not going to have enough to say. And then we get into it and it, there's so much to say. <laughs> like, it's just, we have so much to talk about. All right. So back to the second way you can do this ritual. Um, you get a tangible cord. It can be yarn. It can be a rope. It can, I mean, not like a tug of war rope. Don't go crazy. <laughs> it's just like a little hardware rope, you know, um, yarn rope, uh, a silk cord, whatever. Uh, and let's talk about how you can do it with a relationship or with a person. Um, and then, so this doesn't have to be a romantic relationship necessarily. It can be, you know, unfortunately, sometimes people have bad relationships with their parents. It's just a fact of life. Even, even people that choose to have children might not be the right fit for parenthood and all that it entails. Being a parent is hard from what I hear. It seems extremely hard. Um, I am a child-free person. I've mentioned before, I am never going to have kids. Despite what my cards tell me, they like to, uh, trick me all the time and tell me I am going to have a kid. But I think by that, they just mean I will have children in my life, which I do. Um, my best friend happens to be a nine month old baby named Milo, who I love very much. <laughs> so I'm good. I have kids in my life, but yes, being a parent seems incredibly hard. And sometimes the person that takes on that role for whatever reason is not the right fit for that. And you do have to sever a tie with a parent and not just a cutoff communication, not just a block on Facebook, like we talked about earlier, but really for your benefit and for your health and to move on and to become the person that you need to become. And maybe for you to become a parent or whatever stage of your life you're in, you've got to cut that cord because that energy is, is psychically linked to you. So let's say, so, you know, that's what I mean when it doesn't just have to be a romantic person, but let's say it is a romantic relationship. Let's say you listen to the love episode and you're like, I'm tired of this dude. You got to get out of my house. <laughs> like done. <laughs> so let's say hypothetically, you broke up with your boyfriend, Kevin. Sure. Let's say Kevin. Um, this is what you do. You will either take a picture that you have of the two of you cut it in half like uh, old school making a burn book out of Mean Girls or um, when Sarah bound Nancy. <laughs> Ooh, we should talk about binding an episode. Yes. Uh, when Sarah bound Nancy or attempted to at least in the craft, you know, she cut the picture out, whatever. We don't have to talk about the craft right now. We will eventually. Uh, so yeah, you can cut a picture in half. If you don't have any pictures of the two of you, you can write your name on one piece of paper, write their name on another. You don't have to like write in blood or anything. Don't worry. You tie one end of the rope around one image or name and then tie, um, same on the other side. And then just as simple as you doing it with your mind, visualizing it, you're going to take a pair of scissors, a knife, whatever you're comfortable with, and you're going to cut it. You're going to speak the words aloud that you are severing this bond, <laughs> severing this bond, severing this cord that this person has no more impact in your life, that you are no longer connected to them. You, again, it's not a specific spell, chant, anything you have to say. Say what comes to your mind, what's true to your heart. And I mean, like, again, you know this connection to this person better than I ever could. And you know what needs to be addressed, you know? 
So just speak your truth, say that it is cut and it is done. It is done. Separate the two pieces. There you go. Um, and this is another thing where you can ask for Archangel Michael to come in and help you. My, <coughs> whew, my throat is about to, uh, my, and my voice are about to go. They're about to get me. They're not happy right now. But we got to finish this. We got so much more to talk about. Um, yeah. So you can ask Archangel Michael to come in and help you. You can ask, um, you know, your personal spirit guides to be there to give you the strength to do this, this ceremony properly and to its end. Um, it's, you know, to have your crystals there, have your amethyst there, have whatever it is that doesn't even soothe you and bring you healing, but also makes you feel strong and vibrant because it is a power move to cut a cord. Like you're being a bad witch. You're cutting this cord and saying enough as, as Taylor Armstrong would say enough. <laughs> it's my last Real Housewives reference this week, I think. Yeah. So that is the second way to do it. So you can do it with a visualization. You can do it with a tangible cord. The other modification to that is you take the same cord. If you have the pictures on either side or the names written on either side, take a, um, you can take a candle of your choice. I would avoid a red or a pink since those are our love candles, as we know. Um, I, uh, I think I would go with a white candle for this or a blue candle because a blue candle does have like a perfective protective what the hell is that protective vibration to it to just watch over the ceremony and make sure it goes well just like a white candle has that purification so you know you're cleaning the slate you're starting from scratch instead of severing the cord with a knife <laughs> I was about to say a knife a spoon or a fork <laughs> oh my goodness without severing with a knife or with scissors whatever you may have you um can burn the center of the cord to separate it I am a fire starter, as we've talked about. I enjoy a flame. I enjoy a candle situation. So that, um, if if I don't want to just do the visualization, depending on where I am and what I'm doing, I will go with the fire method, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, you just burn in the middle, and then you're praying over the candle, or you know, you're you're saying your your spells and your convictions over the candle that this is what you're doing, this is what you're accomplishing it, and so it is. It's done. And then you allow that candle to burn down because even though it's done the work of severing that connection, it still has to do the rest of the work. It still has to solidify that spell. It still has to bring it to fruition. So, you know, each one is like a little bit more of an advanced technique. Um, you know, and not even advanced like skill level, but it's like a little more involved every time. So those are three ways to do a cord cutting. There are, of course, multiple ways to do it. If Hey, if you want to go out and get a blessed sword made of silver or a pair of scissors made of pure gold because, because you got it like that, I say go for it. Like, you do whatever you need to do. <laughs> you know what kind of witch you are. You know what kind of bad witch you are. Go for it. So, yeah, those, those, real twangy today, those are our three ways of doing a cord cutting. Um, I literally already forgot what I told you your homework is this week. Oh, it's to block people on social media that you need to block. Um, but yes, if you feel ready after, um, after these, these three, we just talked about, if you feel ready to perform a small cord cutting and it, again, it doesn't have to necessarily be to a person. It can be to a concept like we did stress together. That's your homework this week. Practice a cord cutting and even, even if you aren't ready to do a cord cutting specifically, 
I would say just gather the tools can be your homework to do a cord cutting. So when you are ready, when you find yourself in that place, when you've meditated, when you've thought about it, when you're ready to manifest something new in your life in terms of a relationship or an opportunity, then you're ready. You can do it right in and there, pop this podcast back on, or maybe, you know, you absorbed it. It's not that complicated (laughs) and you can do it for yourself. You're going to be ready. So one more thing this week. Oh, I've been talking for so long. (laughs) I don't, this isn't as long as the love episode I can tell, but I feel like I've been talking for 14 hours and maybe it's because we started off with, with just craziness with, you know, the celebrity pop culture stuff in the full moon. And now we're, we're winding down and we're bringing it on home. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is freezing someone out. Now, when you do a cord cutting or you're freezing someone out or whatever, whatever magic you're doing, that's on kind of the opposite end of the love magic spectrum where you're like bringing it to you and you're beckoning it and you're embracing it and this, you're sending it away, right? Always keep in mind, always acknowledge, always say aloud, this is not to harm X, Y, Z person. This is to cause no harm to them and no harm to me. That's not your intention. Cause you know, we talked about this, where your intention come from, comes from. I'm starting to lose the ability to talk <laughs> and where your, your intentions influence your manifestations, which is what's going to come to fruition, good or bad. You never know who's listening, right? We've talked about that. So the core cutting, the freezing someone out, even though it's the opposite of the spectrum, you cause no harm. We cause no harm. That, that is like a, one of the first rules of witchcraft. You do, do not do harm onto others. And that also sounds like it may be like part of the Girl Scout <laughs> no, I swear. I, I'm not saying it correctly, but you know, don't, you don't do harm to others. Okay. So to freeze someone out, <clears throat> put them on ice, um, in like a non-threatening way. Like you don't want to put a body on ice, right? <laughs> you ever notice how this witch stuff can sound kind of threatening sometimes when you say it certain ways? Um, no, always from a place of positivity, right? And love and goodness and light work and happiness. Always enjoy. So same, uh, kind of principle with the cord cut. You're going to take a person's photo, or you're going to write down their name to paper. Duh. Where else, where else would you write it down? Duh. Okay. Uh, and then you put it in, listen, this is the easiest. You don't even have to leave your home to get the stuff to do this one. Put it in a Ziploc bag. You fill it with water. You stick it in the freezer. As the process of like the ice forming happens, that person's going to be frozen out. And the cool thing about this ritual or this spell is that you can reverse it. So when you're ready to take this person off ice, when you're ready to end the freeze, you can take the name, uh, the Ziploc bag with the name or the picture out, you allow it to melt, and then they're kind of welcomed back in. Uh, So if you want, you could just keep that bag in the freezer forever. (laughs) You don't ever have to take it out if you don't want to. Um, I've done that a few times. I, there's, there's some in there that may have been, that may be on ice for, I don't know, like 10, 15 years at this point. (laughs) And it works. Honey, does it work? Um, yeah, so that's a very simple one. And again, it's not, you know, a specific spell you have to say. The, the spell, the spell and like the cord cutting and the icing out are the actions like that are you're actually doing. So it's, it's cutting the cord. That's the spell. It's, it's freezing the water with the name. That's the spell. So you don't have to also have a specific spell you say, but with everything, call on your angels, call it on your guides, say what you need to say, speak your truth out loud, you know, and, and not even just think it, but speak it. This is who I'm freezing out. This is why they are not allowed in the end. 
as long as you say it with intention, pure intention, light intention, and you move with a purpose, then your spells are going to, they're going to take place and they're going to work, you know, just be cool about it, (laughs) especially with a nice spell, literally be cool about it. You need to freeze a person out, whatever, whatever the reason may be. State your purpose, state your truth. This is why I'm doing this. And this is how long they shall remain frozen for. And so it is. All right. So I'm not sure how long this is, but it feels very long. I'm probably going to upload it. It's going to be like, oh, 35 minutes. (laughs) I'd be so mad if that's the case. But this has been a big episode. All right. So your homework, you got that down or stone this week with amethyst. I guess I have a list is, is what we're finding out. Our stone this week was our lovely amethyst. Welcome to Pisces season. I hope this full moon treats you better than it's been treating me. Uh, and some of our favorite celebrities, apparently not funny. I'm just like, I'm not laughing at it because like I said, it's not funny. Um, it's just like, dang, what is going on? This energy is just wild right now. And then, you know, we have mercury coming up and we will definitely do mercury and retrograde next week. See, I said it wrong. Mer- mercury in retrograde. <laughs> I just can't, I just can't even talk anymore next week. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. <sighs> I'm just so glad you are here. You all, this wonderful coven we have built together and are building together and welcoming new people in all the time. You're just the best part of my week. And I mean that from the bottom of my witchy heart. <laughs> Truly. I, I just didn't know this was going to be a thing. And even, I mean, it's not like it's freaking my favorite murder or anything. Like I'm about to go on tour. I just didn't know that this was going to be a thing. Truly. I I thought 10 people were going to listen and it's just growing every week. And I'm so happy to have you here. I know I'm going to say it a hundred times every episode, but it's because it's sincere and it's genuine. And part of the thing is being witches and magical creatures and beings on this plane of existence is that we all should acknowledge and practice gratitude more. We get bogged down in a lot of bad shit. It's very easy. That's why we need things like amethyst to alleviate that from us, right? And so I want to practice gratitude every week on this podcast and say thank you and say I'm so happy you're here and that I love you all so much and I only wish the best for you and I'm only putting out good for you and you deserve good and I deserve good and we will uh, be here again next week to talk about Mercury and how it's going to snatch our wigs. But until next week, until next week, my lovely witches out there, take care of yourselves, cut your cords, unfollow your exes, and, um, you know, do your homework. Oh, and meditate. Okay. I will talk to you next week. Goodbye, darlings.